John chapter 10 verse 10 Jesus Christ says the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly it's interesting that not too many Christians know that the enemy loves and yes we are starting off this podcast in a different way because we know that in John 4 it clearly says God is love however what I want to address is that yes amen God is love but love is not God this is the reason why we open up with John 10 10 for these words came out of the mouth of the word himself of Jesus Christ and Jesus says the thief cometh not but to steal to kill and to destroy this is what the enemy loves to do this is his love this is his passion his desire to steal from you to kill you and to destroy everyone around you to destroy your life to destroy any hope now in most cases praise God Holy Spirit will minister to those if they allow him to and Holy Spirit will give more clarity and revelation as far as the love of God I am tired as a Christian as a son of God I am tired of living in a world where we proclaim we declare we confess we say that we know God because Jesus Christ is our Lord but I'm tired as far as the fact that we then take it upon ourselves to try to live this abundant life and it's very sad it breaks my heart because we can focus strictly on John 10 10 which we will spend time on John 10 10 because Jesus said this for a reason he identifies the love of the enemy is to kill to steal and to destroy and then Jesus says I am come glory to God I am now we know our Lord can speak perfect English praise God he is the perfect one but notice how the word states what is written I am come Jesus is saying this is who I am in the book of Exodus when Moses asked God who do I say sent me God said I am when Jesus was tempted 
after his fast for 40 days, 40 nights in the wilderness. The enemy himself tried to tempt him. And Jesus kept saying, it is written. Our Lord saying, I am. And here he is again telling us, the thief loves to steal, the thief loves to kill, the thief loves to destroy. I am come. Hallelujah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who bought us, who purchased us, who paid the price in full. He has come into my heart. He has come in your heart. He lives in you, you live in him. You died with him that day. Praise God, you died with him when Jesus Christ was on the cross. You died with him that day when he laid down his spirit. Then Jesus says that they might have life. Well, praise God, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have life eternal. Praise God. You are sealed with His Spirit. But I will pause there. I'm praying that the anointing of this message, the Holy Spirit ministers to you, to your heart, to your mind, that you fall in love with what Jesus Christ did. You fall in love all over again in this romantic relationship we have with our God. We are so in love with God. I pray that your eyes are open, that your ears are, are able to hear what Holy Spirit is trying to tell us. That yes, we are sealed. Jesus Christ is our Lord. I am has come into our heart. We have life eternal. But then Jesus continues in John 10, 10 saying, and that they might have it more abundantly. How is it possible to live a life more abundantly? When what Jesus Christ paid for, he has come, he moved in, I have life eternal. How can you be more abundant in this life? Praise God, we know that the way to live and obtain a life of abundance, to have it more abundantly, is in John 14, 26. And Jesus says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance of all things that I have said to you. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, that you didn't leave me alone in this life after receiving your sacrifice, after receiving your only begotten Son, after receiving my Lord and Savior. You didn't just say, okay, good luck. I hope you do good. I'll see you when I see you. No. Jesus paid for Holy Spirit to make a home in us so that we live life and life more abundantly and that we have this manifestation 
of the love of God, who is Jesus Christ, in us, working through us, and the fellowship that we share with one another is love itself. Praise God, that's John 10.10, 10, our foundational scripture at God's Hand Ministries. That is our foundational scripture as a church body, living abundantly in Jesus Christ by the power of His Holy Spirit. Glory to God. And I could spend all day on John 10.10. 10. However, the issue that we are addressing right now is love. Amen. First John chapter 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak, they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love 
dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him, because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, who have he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Glory to God. So before we go into 1 John chapter 4, we have identified in John 10.10, 10, Jesus Christ shows how the enemy loves to steal, kill, and destroy us. And then Jesus said, I am come. Hallelujah. Now if you receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ moved in your heart. You're no longer your own. And when Jesus moved in, God sealed you with His Holy Spirit. There's no negotiating. There's no option. It's a package deal. Sealed. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So now we're going to go into 1 John chapter 4. And Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, anoint this podcast as you do with all the podcasts. You are our only teacher, Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with anything other than to glorify our Heavenly Father in you, Lord Jesus Christ. In you, our only teacher, Holy Spirit, our helper. And I just thank you for this anointing. I thank you, Father, for moving on the hearts and the minds of all those, Father, that will listen to this podcast. Whether it's their first time to dedicate their lives to you, Lord Jesus Christ, to say, Lord Jesus, I make you my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart. You are the Lord of my life. Glory to God. For all those first-timers, you are sealed with Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit consumes you in overflow from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And for those, Father, that didn't know, that were tricked, that, Father God, that they, they rededicated their lives to you. And I thank you, Father God, that this will be done through this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into this world, into the world. And I will tell you, for our Father to write to us, and for John, and praise God, John is just so amazing because he knows his identity in Christ. He knows his identity as a son of God. And here he is, 
just intimately sharing with us, talking to us as blood-bought Christians, as fellow brothers and sisters, he says, Beloved. And praise God for that same anointing, for that same revelation. It we're all the same spirit in the Spirit of God as children of God. In Christ Jesus, we are all of the same, for it's Holy Spirit that is in us. And when I say this, when that manifests in your body, in the temple of God, that manifested love, you know you are beloved because you're overflowing in the love of God. And he's cautioning us not to believe in every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. How many of us actually try the spirits? Hmm? Because it says, many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now you know what's amazing is that so many people are quick to be so critical about judging other people's sin. And yes, I'm speaking of Christians that we're so quick to identify other people's sins. But isn't it interesting that we're so quick to judge, but yet we're not quick to perform what Holy Spirit is telling us, try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because I will tell you, if we did do that, we wouldn't have so many Christians living a defeated life with a victim mentality. We would have Holy Spirit-filled Christians walking victoriously with the mindset of being the beloved of God and that greater is he that is in me that Jesus Christ won this that we have the victory in verse 2 it says hereby know ye the Spirit of God every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God and this is the spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have heard that it should come and even now already is it in the world wow there's so much there and Holy Spirit just wants us to dissect this so that Holy Spirit can minister to our mind to our heart that we hear these words and that we know that yes there's people out there that says Jesus Christ is Lord but what's interesting is that we don't try them Holy Spirit is our only teacher, but yet we look to these pastors, we look to these evangelists, we look to the next door neighbor who's a Christian and seem like they got it all together. We look to them in such a way that they are teaching us in how to be Spirit-filled when there's only one teacher who is Holy Spirit Himself. And then Holy Spirit is cautioning us that those who don't know of the Christ, of Jesus Christ, who become flesh, who died for us on the cross, the perfect sacrifice of God, in His perfection, Lord Jesus Christ died for us, and that divine exchange was made, and that Christ let His Spirit down. He let it down. He laid it down for you and I, so that we died with him and that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead 
with His Spirit, the same Spirit that is in all of us who live the resurrected life. Glory to God! In verse 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you live in my heart, and I live in you. Glory to God. To some of us, this is a great revelation because some of us gets pulled into works. We get pulled into glorifying the sin. And then we start meditating on things that we are no longer to meditate of because that old person has died, has been long gone, died on the cross with Jesus Christ that day. We are no longer that old person, that old man. And so we know that we are righteous because greater is he that is in me. Say that with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you give us this revelation that we can never be separated from you. You are the vine, we are the branches. We remain in Jesus Christ because we bear great, great fruit, much fruit, abundance. Hallelujah. In verse 5, they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. In verse 6, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Once again, Holy Spirit is just speaking loud and clear to us. The discerning of spirits. The discerning of wolves in sheep's clothing. Holy Spirit will do that for us if we just allow Him. So here is God cautioning us. And here is the beloved John. We are the beloved of God. And I love it because here is John saying, Look, brothers, sisters, watch out. We are the beloved. We have love manifested in us in Jesus Christ. Because God is love. But watch out. I caution you, be careful, because the enemy, he loves also, and there's a counterfeit. There's a counterfeit. So here's Holy Spirit telling us to test, to try the spirits, to make sure that we're not sitting under an anointing of a false prophet, that we know that we are listening to the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the truth, the way, the life, and not the spirit of error. And then in John 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit, thank you. Oh, such an abundance of... Oh, I, 
I pray that you feel it right now in your heart. That you're just flooded. That you're overflowing right now in God's love for you. Beloved. Hallelujah. For John, just to, just to start out, here in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. So here, we're going to spend a little bit of time on this. Thank you, Jesus, because Holy Spirit said so. So, we're going to dissect this verse, and we're going to start at the end of it. Knoweth God. How do you know God? And I know many of you said, Jesus Christ. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the only truth, the way, and the life. To get to the Father is through Jesus Christ. So the only way you know God is through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then we back up another section of this verse in verse 7. And everyone that loveth is born of God. So how do you become born of God? Gospel is so simple. Holy Spirit teaches us and makes it simple for us because Holy Spirit will speak to you the way He knows you will receive this. How are you born of God? Jesus Christ, come into my heart. I know you are the Christ, the only Son of God. You are my Lord and my Savior. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that I belong to you and you belong to me. We are never separated. Thank you, Father. What happens when you confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior? Beloved, you are born of God. You are a child of God Almighty. Because Jesus Christ died for you. And you died that day. That very day. And when God rose Jesus, God rose you. And you are living the resurrected life right now. And everyone that is born of God are the ones that loveth. Amen? So we back up another section. For love is of God. Well, thank you. Thank you, Father God, for love is of you because I receive Christ Jesus as my Lord. I receive God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus Christ is the love of God. And so this section says, for love is is of God. Hallelujah. We know because we know God, right? We're going in reverse now. We know God through Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and my Savior. My Lord and my Savior lives in me. I am in Him. 
Love is of God, so now love manifests itself in me. And now in the beginning of this verse, Beloved, let us love one another. Glory to God. So now we are loving one another because it's now, we're, it's now the manifested love of God in Christ Jesus who lives in our heart, the manifestation of Holy Spirit, and now it's the agape love. It's the love of God that we are giving to one another. And that very first word, once again, beloved. John is writing to us who have received the gift, who has received the grace, who has received the mercy, who has received everlasting life through him who paid for it all on the cross, who is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah! Beloved, that's only verse 7 now. In verse 8, it says, He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Now this is where we're going to sit for a little bit. We'll meditate on this and allow Holy Spirit to minister to us. And I pray that we get such a revelation as far as what this world is calling love versus what we as Christians call love. So clearly it says, He that loveth not Knoweth not God, for God is love. There's been so many misinterpretations of verse 8 that it sickens me. It hurts me. Because we now live in a society where a perverse love is accepted. We now live in a society where love is another way to God. You see it all over the place. Love has become so watered down now where it's a joke. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do, is to draw confusion in the minds of a Christian to think that I can compromise my spirit. I can compromise what Holy Spirit is telling me not to do or to do. I can compromise that because, oh, it's all love. And here in verse 8, it says, God is love. But beloved, we cannot go about blindly as if we don't know the truth. Because on that glorious day when you're eyeball to eyeball with Jesus Christ, God will already know before you say anything, your heart. And that is why it is so important for us to be overflowing in Holy Spirit. Simply put in verse 8, 
Thank you, Father God. I will just keep this simple, what Holy Spirit's saying. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you don't know God. And because you don't know God, you don't know love. Oh, Brother Joey, how dare you say this? I'm just telling you right now. That right there is the absolute truth and gospel. For God so loved the world. By this time right now, you already know. Everything is personal. So when I say it, Father God, you so loved me that you gave me Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is my Lord, so I have everlasting life. And I live it abundantly through your Holy Spirit. I pray you pray that. I do, because Holy Spirit wants nothing more. Holy Spirit who is in you. Yes, beloved, who is in you wants to overflow. You just need to get your mind out of the way. Get your emotions out of the way. And just allow Holy Spirit to minister to your heart. The reason why I'm spending so much time on verse 8 is because I hear a lot of Christians say, well, you just got to love that brother. You just got to love him and you just got to love him. And you just got to do this, you just got to do that. And it starts becoming works. And I see a lot of Christians becoming people pleasers that believe it or not, they're compromising what Holy Spirit is telling them to do and completely being disobedient to what Holy Spirit is telling them so that they can satisfy their flesh because they feel they need a love a certain way in verse 9 it says in this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him glory to God it says right there in verse 9 the Holy Spirit's already ministering to us about the word confirms the word the word is alive the word is in us Glory to God. The Word is Jesus Christ. The Word is Holy Spirit. The Word is our Father. Our Father is a Spirit. And when you just meditate on all this, you say, Wow, in this was manifested the love of God towards us. Here it is again. God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10 it says, Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Jesus Christ, my Lord, is the propitiation of my sins. Glory to God. What does that word mean? 
propitiation. What does it mean? What does it mean to you? I mean, we heard it in the verse, but what does that signify? How does it impact your relationship with God? It simply means, what it signifies is the removal of God's wrath by the offering of a gift who is His sacrifice. So we recall in a few of our podcasts that God Himself give us an offering. And that offering is His only begotten Son, perfect in every way, the perfect gift, the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God. And God is offering you His gift. And like me, beloved, if you said, praise you, I receive your gift fully. Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that you're my propitiation. So that I deserve now everything. Everything, Lord Jesus Christ, that you obtain in your perfection as the perfect one, as the sacrifice. Meaning that everything good everything wonderful, all the blessings, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, because Christ moved in my heart, that is who I am. And the wrath that I deserved in my old man, in my old self, the wrath of God fell upon Jesus that day. Jesus took it on the cross. There is no other sacrifice other than living abundantly in Holy Spirit and that is sweet fragrance to our Heavenly Father in His throne of mercy and grace. We see our Heavenly Father and Jesus seated at His mighty right hand in all glory and all majesty. Glory to God. You can see it right now as I'm talking to you. At the throne of God where all the elders surround, the creatures in the middle, Everyone saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Glory to God. That sweet fragrance of being a living sacrifice, never, ever quenching Holy Spirit, but being completely submissive in the love of God. Hallelujah. So in verse 11 it says, Beloved, who is, that's you and I, glory to God. If you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I'll get back to verse 11. But if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you are the beloved of God. No separating you. That's your identity. That's who you are. Beloved. Continue. Verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. So we have gone through this verse by verse. Praise Jesus. 
And Holy Spirit has ministered to us as far as love. And what does God call love? The manifested love of God is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is love. Right? Just as it says, God is love. Jesus Christ is love. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, Holy Spirit moves in. The manifestation of Holy Spirit in us gives us the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And one of those first fruits is love. The manifestation of Holy Spirit within you, for we are the temple of God, we are the temple of Holy Spirit, the first fruit is love. Praise God, I know Holy Spirit's ministering to you. Thank you, Father. We are just so grateful. And we will continue on. Because I know, we all know, God is love. We know that the manifestation of love is Christ Jesus. We know that the only way to love, the only way, is to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ our Lord filled with Holy Spirit. The only way. So here in verse 12 it says, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Verse 13, Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. Verse 14, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. I'm not purposely going through these scriptures fairly quickly now for the sake of time. I will never rush Holy Spirit. But I do believe that Holy Spirit has not only blessed you in such a revelation of the manifestation of God's love, who is Jesus Christ and that you must receive Jesus Christ in order to even love. Now I know that some people are going to have issues with this. But when you go strictly to the Word and you see as far as how God loves and he loved us through Jesus. And that in order to love, you must receive Jesus. And for that love to manifest within you, as a child of God, Holy Spirit must overflow. You start seeing the cycle and the importance of fixing our eyes on Jesus. Renewing our mind in Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. Our identity in Jesus. It all revolves and goes back to Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's what Holy Spirit does. It always goes back to the Word. Hallelujah. 
So as we continue on, I just want to make sure you understand, I am not purposely trying to just go over the rest of these scriptures for the sake of time. Because time doesn't matter to our Heavenly Father, and I will go as, as long as Holy Spirit tells me to go in each podcast. But I want to make sure that as we go through this, you have heard what Holy Spirit said in the beginning of this podcast, and you have seen the fruit as far as how it just continues to repeat the love cycle in God, in Christ, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That manifestation within your body, in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In verse 15, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. Beloved, let me ask you this. And by no means am I trying to be insulting. And by no means am I trying to step on anybody's toes. But once again, Holy Spirit's ministering to us that if you confess Jesus as the Son of God, then God dwells in you. And He is in God. God is love. But the only way you can love the only way is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. In verse 16, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Verse 17, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. In verse 18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Glory to God. That when we receive Jesus Christ, we heard earlier in the podcast, we know this is the truth. That the Father sends the Helper. And the Father sends the Helper so that we are victorious, that we live an abundant life. But the Helper will only help if we allow Him to. Now don't get me wrong, Holy Spirit is always offering His help in every situation of our life. But as we discussed on previous podcasts with the body gates and the soul gates and the spirit gates, if we continue to satisfy the desires of the flesh, then the flesh will be in charge because the flesh will control the soul then the soul will become strong where it's going to dictate and dominate the spirit. And now the soul and the flesh are interacting with one another and running rampant. The desires of your eye gate is controlling your emotions, your, 
your taste buds, your mind. And so now we read in verse 18, there is no fear in love. But then now you wonder why there's a lot of us who have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but yet are so fearful of so many things. Now once again, I am not condemning anybody. All I'm doing is asking Holy Spirit to help us. Because we are in love with God. Because Christ lives in us. Because Jesus Christ died for us. And we're not alone in this love because Holy Spirit wants to help us. But I'm asking you, beloved, are you working towards letting Holy Spirit be in charge of your spirit, of your soul, of your body, so that when this perfect love is manifested within yourself, the Word said, it casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. And it continues saying, He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Beloved, the perfect love of God is in us. There is no separation of that perfect love. However, it is our fleshly nature to want things that are not of God. It is our own will when we decide to put something before God. It is our choice that we make that we want to do something that we know Holy Spirit is telling us. Do not do that. Holy Spirit may tell you simply, put that aside and worship me. Put that aside and fellowship with me. But it's up to us at that very split second, that defining moment to say, you know what, Father? I want to spend time with you. I'm tired of doing this thing. I know my flesh loves it. I know I get enjoyment out of it. I know that my emotions even crave it. I know that I think about it a lot. But Holy Spirit, you have told me that this is wrong. This doesn't belong in my life. And I'm going to stop. I submit to you, Holy Spirit, and I'm renewing now my mind. I'm focusing on you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm fixing my eyes on you, on your grace, Father. And as I look upon your grace, I'm turning the other direction. I'm turning 180. And I'm not looking back because I know, Holy Spirit, you have taken this from me. What does that do, beloved? What does that do? Whatever that fear is, whatever that anxiety, that doubt, that depression, whatever it is that's trying to torment you, Holy Spirit demolishes that stronghold. Poof. It just becomes a vapor. Holy Spirit breaks the chains. Why? Because the perfect love lives in us in Jesus Christ our Lord. And Holy Spirit overflows within us if we allow Him to. I cannot stress enough, God gives us our own will. That's what makes Him so merciful. Many Christians today think, that God will impose His will on their life. If that's the case, then when you receive Jesus Christ, poof, you should go straight to heaven because you're perfect. 
Nothing's wrong with you. Now hear my heart. We are made perfect. We are righteous in God because Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. But you live in this world. You're still in this flesh. The Word of God says we fall short of the glory of God. We fall short. So when we know this and Holy Spirit's given us this wisdom, the beauty of the worship that God has always intended in what He is craving in His Spirit is for us to have fellowship with Him. Beloved, I encourage you that whatever this thing is that is trying to distract you, that you completely submit this, plead the blood of Jesus Christ, give it to God and say, Holy Spirit, burn this out of me. Because this tormenting thing will continue in its cycle. And you know what I mean when I'm saying this. It will continue. And this false love, this spirit of error, will have you renewing yourself in this. And all it's doing is hurting Holy Spirit. All it's doing is trying to bind you up and choke you out. And in Jesus' name, through the anointing of this podcast, the enemy must let go. I bind that in the name of Jesus. And you are loosed. The blood of Jesus Christ runs through you. Jesus is in your heart. The power of Holy Spirit overflows in you. That whatever is tormenting your mind, in the name of Jesus Christ, it must leave. Glory to God. In verse 19 it says, We love Him because He first loved us. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let's not get this twisted. Let's not get this twisted. The only reason why we have this power of love is because Jesus Christ died for us. Glory to God. God always loved you. He always called you. He always knew you. He's always there for you. He's always loving you because He lives inside you. In verse 20, If a man say, I love God and hate it, his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? That if a man say, I love God, hallelujah, I love God, praise God, thank you Lord Jesus. Oh, I love you Father God, I love you. But then you hate your brother? Now let's identify a brother. Who is a brother? Who is a brother or sister in Christ? Exactly that. In Christ. The beloved is our body. We are all parts. We are all members of the body of Jesus Christ. And here it is saying that if you hate your brother who is in Jesus, who is filled with Holy Spirit, right? That's a brother in Christ. 
a brother or sister in Christ, a beloved one to me, going straight from the Word of God, is someone who knows Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and has Holy Spirit overflowing in their life. That is evident in their fruit that they are Spirit-filled, beloved children of God. That's what makes a brother and sister of mine. Not all Christians Hear my heart when I say this. Not all Christians are spirit-filled. And so how can you even know who to love? How can you put this into action? Because in verse 21, the last verse we're covering, it says, And this commandment we have from Him, that he who loveth God Love his brother also. Well, thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, help us. How do we know? How do we know who to love? And how does this love manifest itself in a relationship? How, how, how does this happen? I get this question a lot. Well, Brother Joey, you said that God is love, but love is not God. Amen. Because there's nothing that goes above God. Because whatever it is that you love, if it's above God, that's idolatry. But when you think about as far as whoever loves God should love his brother or sister, the beloved in Jesus Christ. How do you know? See, it all starts within. It all starts within your heart. It's your relationship with God. Jesus Christ is your Lord. Glory to God. Jesus Christ is my Lord also. Holy Spirit is in me. Holy Spirit is in you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit is in you. It's in all of us as His children. Because remember, there is no separation of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are one. But now it's in that personal relationship where Holy Spirit tells you. Holy Spirit guides you. Holy Spirit goes before you. Because the manifestation of God is within you. And when you're obedient and Holy Spirit is in charge, He has secured every gate in your body. So this agape love, this godly love of God, overflows from within your heart onto brothers and sisters, even onto the world when Holy Spirit guides you to minister, to spread the gospel, to go. However, the twist is, is that as children of God, when Holy Spirit tells you, no, you shouldn't go out there. When Holy Spirit says, this is getting out of control, you need to stop. When Holy Spirit rebukes and says, there is nothing of this relationship, 
and you're just hurting me. Now, now, we see what it means to be spirit-led versus in the flesh of wanting to love. Beloved, I don't want this podcast to end on a condemning note. I want to encourage you in Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants nothing more than to be in charge of God's vessel, of His temple. He's such a gentleman. He loves us so much. He's willing to help in every situation and circumstance. He's already there before us. And all He asks is for a relationship. To submit to Him and to allow Him to be the teacher. To minister. To guide. To protect you. However, He's such a gentleman and so merciful. That when you push your will on Him. He won't fight back. Because God, in His mercy, given us our free will. So all I'm simply saying is that we have the ability to love out of the anointing of Holy Spirit. So what does it mean exactly to love outside of that anointing? Outside of what God intends, His perfect plan for us. We know His perfect will is for us to praise Him and to give Him thanks. Praise God. In Christ Jesus, that's what we ought to do is just thank Him for everything. But the question is, is love. If we are pulled in our flesh or in our soul to love something that is not of God or Holy Spirit has not clearly directed you to, Or better yet, when you know that you're making a choice against what Holy Spirit is telling you. Then what type of love is that? Because once again, through this podcast, we heard clearly how Holy Spirit ministered to us. That the love of God was nailed on the cross. And the only way to obtain that love is in Jesus Christ. And in Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit will then come and manifest the agape love. God is love. That's what we have as children of God. However, the world has a love as well. So when this love tries to mask itself as God's love, how are we to discern? Well, there's the answer, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will caution you if what you're doing is not of God. If you're stepping out from His perfect will and moving on to your will. Remember, in verse 6 it says, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. 
praise God for the anointing for us to come together in agreement that we want nothing more than for Holy Spirit to be in charge of God's temple, of our bodies, of our souls, and our spirit. We must worship God in spirit and in truth. That's what Jesus said in John 4, 24. And beloved, I am no longer going to stand for this world to perverse this subject of love. We know God is love. We know that that love is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, who is in our hearts, having lordship over our lives. We know that Holy Spirit is our lover. Holy Spirit is our best friend, our comforter, our helper, our guide, our protector, our shield, our buckler. Holy Spirit is everything. And we must worship God in spirit and in truth. And I encourage you, beloved, that whatever it is that's trying to pull yourself away from fellowship with our Heavenly Father. Stop making excuses. You know you are. The power is in you. Holy Spirit's just waiting for you to just give it all to Him and say, I'm tired. I'm tired of gambling. I'm tired of looking at this pornography. I'm tired of doing things that I'm not supposed to be doing. I'm tired of going out to the bars and just getting drunk. I'm tired of having a sexual partner here and there. I'm tired of backbiting. I'm tired of gossiping. I'm tired of whatever it is. I pray that whoever is listening right now, that that ministers to you, whatever it is, you may think that you're struggling with it, but all it is is just, it's just breaking God's heart. I will tell you over and over and over again, that Holy Spirit is such a gentleman and he loves you so much. And God is so merciful that the moment, the very moment you have that thought and you don't hold it captive and you renew your mind in this world, Holy Spirit will sit down and allow you to go off with your friends for the weekend. When the entire time Holy Spirit is saying, shouldn't you just stay with your family? He's so sweet that way. I don't know what kind of hobbies or activities. God wants to bless us and God wants us to have fun. But there's a difference in enjoying that blessing when you're obedient to Holy Spirit and you have God blessing you versus 
doing whatever you want to do. Because you planned it. It's what you do. I'm speaking from the heart. Because Holy Spirit's flowing from it. That He wants nothing more than to fellowship with you. Father God, thank you so much for this moment in eternity. Thank you, Father, for anointing this message, this podcast, and every podcast, Father. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Father, over us. And Father, for those who are listening that don't know Christ, I take this moment, Father, You are the beloved of God. God loves you so much that He sent Jesus, His only begotten Son, to die for you. God is standing there as you're listening to this podcast. God is standing there. You see Him. You probably don't even want to close your eyes because it's so real right now. And He has His arms out with Jesus right there saying, will you receive my sacrifice so I can be your father? Say this prayer with me. Jesus Christ, you are the Son of God. You lived a perfect life You fulfilled every law. You died a horrible death for me. Jesus, you are the Christ and I make you my Lord and my Savior. You live in my heart. I am one with my Heavenly Father. Father God, I thank you that I am yours. Father, I thank you that I am your holy, chosen child because of what Jesus Christ did. I am your righteousness, and I am resurrected with Jesus Christ, for your Spirit is in me. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, burn out the things that you don't want. I am a new creation in Christ. Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father God, for this word. Father, you are love. And I just thank you so much, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen.